Hey, everybody, get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.org. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.org. Welcome, everybody. This is Suzanne Gallagher. We are continuing our interview with Kate Bowers, author of Publicly Schooled. Last time we talked about the teachers' union and their involvement with local school districts. Today, we are continuing that discussion, and you'll learn more about specifics in regards to how to leave the union. Um, something occurred to me in this discussion about union. What's the how-to if I want to get out of the union? Mm-hmm. I mean, what is the process, and who do I talk to? What strategies should I consider? Because the, the Janus decision, Janus Supreme Court decision, free teachers from mandatory union membership or dues, teachers are, are free to choose whether they want to stay in their union or whether they want to um, opt out of their union. Let me just start with new teachers. If you're brand new to a school district, I would say, go ahead, ask for the union literature. Actually, a lot of states have adopted laws where the union actually gets to talk to new teachers for 30 minutes. And that's one of the things the union did because they're upset about the Janus decision. And so they've, they've, they've co-opted some time to talk specifically to new teachers. Are you obligated to talk to them? It's part of new teacher orientation. Made that into either a policy or a law. <clears throat> okay. So, so new teachers are going to hear the union spiel. And this is, you know, get informed, make it, make a decision that's right for you, but you don't have to sign up. If you're a brand new teacher, just say, no, thank you. One of the things the union is going to tell teachers, whether you're a new teacher or, or um, already a union member teaching now, they're going to scare you and say, you'll lose your health benefits. This is a lie. Your salary is going to be affected. This is a lie that they're telling teachers. You won't be represented. These are all lies. And it's a, it's a lies because the districts, the union has, union wanted this and they have this, this thing called exclusive bargainer. In order for them to be the exclusive bargainer, they have to represent all the employees in the district. They can't say, oh, we're, we're just going to represent these people who are our members. They have to represent everyone. If but they want obligated to. obligated to do that, whether you're right. a member or not. Right. You were covered by the contract, even if you were not a union member because they're, they're exclusive bargainers. So if they say to you, it's going to affect your health benefits and your salary and your representation, you can say, no, you are the exclusive bargainer. And by my being employed here, I also am under this contract. I like the fact that, <laughs> that you know, you know what the law is and, and, and you know, your rights. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Empowering. It's, it is. And I really encourage teachers to become informed, really understand your union. That's something I talk about in my book, especially in the last chapter. 
is be you we've got to be informed and the teachers say well I don't have time I don't have time and my my um, suggestion is just take one hour you take one hour out of your on maybe one of your uh, three-day holiday weekends one hour out of your Christmas break two or three hours over your summer break become informed it's so important that you become informed on what your union is really all about because I know that you love your students like I do. This is why I wrote the book for you teachers, because I know you love your students. We love our students. We want what's best for them. We have got to become informed because the union is not really doing right by our students and they're not doing right by us. So I really encourage teachers to be courageous and become informed and take the step to opt out, and, but know that you are going to get pushback from the union because they, they want your money. They want control. They want power. They want to keep making the decisions. It's kind of like, even though they say they're a voice for teachers, they've robbed our voice. They're taking our money, they're using it for things that we don't agree to and that aren't good for us or our students. So we really need to be informed, we really need to opt out. There's, we can have a local only union where we can keep decisions just to our local district. Beautiful, thank you. Yeah, so then if you go, if you already are signed up for the union, so it's really pretty easy if you're new, you know, going in, I'm not going to join. That's it. You know, and you have to have that resolve. But if you have been involved in the union for many years, and of course, uh, lots, lots of teachers have been in the profession for, you know, more than one decade, a lot of them, it's harder for them. No, I mean, what do they do? What's, how does that look in a practical level? It is harder, and that's another thing to understand is it won't affect your seniority or your tenure either. They might try to tell you that, oh, if you are, don't become a member, it's going to affect your tenure. That's not true. Oh, that's <laughs> also is covered under your contract and sometimes in state law. So, so don't let the union tell you that. Um, I, again, going back to the courage thing, it's going to take a lot of courage because for so long there has been a culture in, in, within school districts of teachers who are not members being bullied. I myself was bullied. I don't know if that's the right word for it. I, I talk about that in my book. I simply asked for to see the new contract that was being negotiated. The union refused to show me or any other teacher the new contract. They wanted us to vote on it, to ratify it, you know, without seeing it. And when I, because I asked to see a copy of it, they, boy, they didn't like that. They. Huh called me names so um, <laughs> they called you names <laughs> now when you say yeah. hey are you talking about the one person or other teacher I'm talking about it was it was one particular union member who had been in a the bargaining negotiating team who said I was sabotaging what had just been bargained for mm -hmm. all I asked for was to see the new contract and they they said well if you don't like what we, you know, they had given a list of changes, but not the actual contract. I said, if you don't like it, just don't know. Which it's, so you can see that in the book, you can see the whole story in the book, um, because actually as a not, I was not a union member at the time and they wouldn't let me vote on the contract because I wasn't a member. Which that, gosh, Suzanne, we could go down that hole. Wow. <laughs> so too. Okay, so, that's a question. Can you vote if you're, if you're not in the union? Can you vote on the contract? So How does in, it work legally? It's, this is in, this is going to vary by district. Okay. Uh, whether they, the union will let you vote or not. Um, it's, 
it's as I've explained, if there's an exclusive bargainer, so so right. you're covered, whether you're a union member or not, this contract covers you. Okay. So this is one of the ways that the union um, pushes teachers to be part of the union. They'll say, well, if you don't join, we're not going to let you vote. And I'm saying, wait a minute, this contract covers me too. It's not right for you to keep non-members from voting because this contract covers them also. I think that's a huge point. I mean, that's gigantic. Very few teachers understand that dynamic. Right, yeah. And yeah. it's back to your rights. Mm -hmm. Have the right to vote, even if you have not paid the union dues. If you haven't joined, quote, quote, join the union. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Now, when, when you talk about the union dues, do they take it automatically out of your paycheck? They do. They take it automatically out of your paycheck. And that was one of my, my questions when I was interviewing teachers for the book is how much are your union dues? And only one third of the teachers that I interviewed could answer how much they are. Well, do you, do you look at your paycheck to see how much Medicare or Social Security came out that month? None of us really look at that closely, right? Right. Teachers, most teachers cannot tell you how much their union dues are in a given month or given year. And it's automatically deducted. And so they also don't realize when it goes up. And it goes up every year. I, I was at the point of paying, even as a non-member, because this was pre-Janus, um, right. they were $900 a year. In Alaska, teachers pay almost $1,400 a year in union dues. It's a, it's a huge amount. And I joke with teachers, I say, you want to pay rates? <laughs> opt out. You're going to get a few hundred dollars back in your pocket. You're still going to be under working under a contract, have your health benefits, salary, representation, all of this. You want a few hundred dollars in a raise? Hey, opt out. And you're going to be, I feel like my choice to not be a member, I've actually had quite a loud voice because they know who I am. They're kind of listening. What is she going to say next? I mentioned the walkouts in 2019, and this story's in the book as well. We were deciding if we were going to walk out or not. Union representatives, hey, let your teachers know that they can email us with ideas because we're going to meet with the superintendent. I said, great, I'll throw in my two cents. You're asking me. I knew, though, that the union wouldn't want to hear that I didn't agree with walking out. So I sent the email not just to the union, but also to the superintendent who they were meeting with. Okay. When they walked into the meeting... The superintendent was like, well, I happen to know that not all the teachers in this district are, are 100% into walking out. As a non-member, informed non-member, my voice got hurt. Not the union members. We did not walk out. And I thought, this is a powerful example of an individual standing up with courage and saying no to walking out on students. I don't believe that teachers want to walk out on their kids. I think there's more of us, like, I think of the school closures over this last year. Teachers are just heartbroken over losing this time with their students. Absolutely. We don't want to walk out. We don't want to strike. We don't want to interrupt their, their education. That's not what we want. Why is our union pressuring us to walk out? So if you can find the courage to stand up for your students, for what you know is right for them, and what you know is good and right for your colleagues, then we can make a difference for the policies and, and programs that are being pushed on us by an organization wow. really that don't care too much about us. So individuals, we have, we have a lot 
a lot going for us when we have the courage to stand up, to opt out, to push back. Right. Absolutely. That is great information. I love it. Tell us a little bit now about your last chapter, which is called uh, New Paradigms. The New Paradigm, because the, the, the status quo right now is, you know, we've had we've had these unions representing us for years and years, and it's just kind of accepted. Oh, this is just how it is. The other teacher said I needed to join, or this is just what I do as a teacher. It's it's this culture of, oh, you're a teacher? Oh, yeah, well, you're going to be in the union. So the new paradigm is getting informed and recognizing that the union is not really pushing for your best interest and bringing that representation just to the local district. Just so your dues money stays in your local district. You cut out all the political nonsense. Um, I mean, if you want to get involved in politics, fine, go do that on your own time, spend your own money. But right here in our local only union district, we're going to be able to sit and negotiate with the school board on terms that are good for our students in this community at this time. Teachers are actually going to find they have a more powerful voice because they're not being told by the national and state what to bargain for at the bargaining table. And there's some really powerful things you can do when you just go uh, local only. So that's part of the new paradigm is changing this from being a big national state affiliation to bringing it to the local independent school districts to make decisions in the, their best interests. And so what organizations then, are there alternative organizations that are springing up um, that are not affiliated with the NEA or, or the state education association? So it wouldn't be um, another organization that you join, but you, you can form, you just form your own local only union. And there are, that said, there are organizations that will help you set that up because there, you've got to, you got to know the legal. Absolutely. It has to be a formal uh, association, I would imagine. Yes, there's going to, you're going to have to, um, meet with the school board, they have to approve that, yes, we will bargain with you as the local only. Um, there are districts that have done this. They have decertified, which means saying state and national union, we're not gonna affiliate with you anymore. We're gonna be our own independent union here in our, just our district. Um, there's ones in Washington. Um, that's the one at the top of my head right now, but there are districts that have done this. I know Ohio has several districts that have decertified there is an appendix in the book that lists some books that you can read, websites you can go to of organizations. I don't get into really the specific specifics of how to do that in the book because it's going to vary per state, per district, sure. depending on the different laws across the nation. And um, also you need, you're going to need lawyers that understand those processes and can help you walk through those processes legally. And so in the appendix, you'll see organizations listed that where you can reach out to those um, lawyers and whatnot that you'll need to help. One of the, the big resources is um, for kids in country and also teacher freedom. Oh, those great. are big okay. organizations that can help you through those processes. That's valuable. Help you get the resources you need. Right, right. That's valuable information. Mm -hmm. uh, because like you said before, None of us has very much free time. That all of the barriers to to getting it off the ground and 
and up and running and functioning so that you can actually present it to uh, others, other teachers in your, in, in your situation um, to, to join, because that's the first thing. They, they just want to join. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to spend any time setting it up. So it's, it, it, it will require two or three teachers getting together and saying, you know, let's do this in our district but it, it is doable. And that's really encouraging to hear that, it, that it's already happening in parts of the country and successfully. Yep. And, and those are, you know, that's important to know as well, that it can work. It is working. And, it, and it's worth it. It is worth putting in the time. And I'm, I'm happy to be a resource for teachers as well. I mean, that's, that's who I've, I've written the book for. It's, it's for teachers. I want to help with this process. And you can reach me. Um, you can go to my website, which is publiclyschool.com. Also, um, you can contact me at myfellowteachers at gmail.com. Myfellowteachers at gmail.com. So we will put this information in the podcast notes also um, for all segments of our interview so that people can get a hold of you directly. And um, we encourage them to go on Amazon. There's a variety of other sources that are carrying your book. It's available in paperback and in ebook. The hardest thing I've ever done, but completely worth it. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to talk with you and I hope you'll stay in touch and we, we want to see more teachers uh, taking your advice. Thank, thank you, you so Suzanne, so much. Thanks for what you're doing for parents' rights. Thanks for listening. We'd love to have you join us. Please fill out the form on our website called Join Us. Oh, and one last thing. Would you be willing to support us financially? We are 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. And that means that you can take a tax deduction for any amount you give. I encourage you to join the 12 by 12 club. That's $12 a month for 12 months. If you do that, you will receive a complimentary parent guide as long as supplies last. Go to our website, parentsrightsined.org and click on the donate button. Thanks so much for joining us and helping us do what we do here. This is Suzanne Gallagher, and this is Parents' Rights Now.